1974, the first tabletop role-playing game was created. Since then, people from all around have gathered to play. Join me as we talk with RPG enthusiasts while they share their best, worst, and favorite moments. This is You Had to Be There. Hey everyone, welcome to You Had to Be There, a D&D storytelling podcast. Uh, if you're, it's your first time tuning in, I'm just, my name's Tom DeSillis, I'm the host of this show. Uh, typically I do my announcements and like my plugs um, in the beginning, but I'm going to try and do that at the end now so we get right to our guests. Um, but I will just say this, if you want to be a guest on the podcast, you just have to email me at you had to be there dndpodcast at gmail.com and that's how you get on the show and we get to talk about fun um, Dungeons and Dragons stuff. Uh, but yeah, so I'm just going to get right to it. Um, I have a guest today. He actually did send me an email just to prove that it does work. Um, and his name is Chaz Bolin. What's up, Chaz? Um, not a whole lot, buddy. I'm, uh, I guess I'm a fanboy over here emailing you to, Listen, <laughs> to be it's on, great. on the podcast. Your email warmed my heart, man. Like that was, it was so <laughs> nice to just have to, you know, I don't, to be honest, like this is a new thing. I don't get a ton of listens, but like to know that people that I'm putting out something that people actually really like to listen to. Uh, it means a lot. I also, I wanted Absolutely. to, um, I kind of want to start mixing it up and I want to ask like a, like a strange question instead of just All typical, right. typical. So you're going to be my guinea pig. Lay it on me. Lay it on me, man. What type of a learner are you? How do you learn? Oh man. For example. Um, so like when I learned how to do this stuff, I'm not a strong mm-hmm. reader. So I watched. Yeah. I watched yep. and I did and I listened. So how do you, how did you learn more? and become an expert in these games oh man um i think for me it's a, it's a combination so like when i first started playing D, uh i i just read the the phb like cover to cover okay and, right. and like absorbed every single thing i possibly could um and then after that like i want to supplement videos like that's uh usually videos are the way i go um like i want to okay. I, I youtube like everything right like how to fix my car and how to play D better and yeah um so usually it's visual um but but uh the the way those books are written with like mechanics and math and all that stuff the i think reading the actual book uh is, is what helped me that's 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 cool because like like you said i've i've talked to people who are like i read it cover to cover three times i'm like i read the classes and the races and then the the rules I <laughs> learn and remember. But like I retain things really well. So like once I watch someone do it and they're just like like, you know, armor class, you meet, you beat, and like people are like, mm-hmm. No, I don't think that's I'm like, I don't care. And they're like, Have you read it in the book? I'm like, doesn't matter. I just know that's the rule. And like and like <laughs> yeah, exactly. and then I Google it or I look it up and I'm like, see I told you. So like yeah. but I I commend people who really like were able to read through that book um cover to cover and learn it all um was um was this this was uh did you start with fifth edition or are you how long you been playing for i, I started in fourth edition fourth so, edition oh that's yeah, the trenches like, one huh yeah man it was like 2008 2009 i think is when uh when i started and um but, like there weren't you know the streams and all the youtube videos and the podcasts really around yeah. or at least i didn't know of them you know i wasn't right. embedded in the culture like i like i am now so um, um so that's why I just read the book that's really all I so had. So playing 4th edition I've never played 4th edition. I've only heard. Yeah. What what did it feel like for you? Cuz I've heard like some people they were all about it and but I feel like the majority it's like a, maybe an 80/20 or a 70/30. Yeah, dude, people hate that game and yeah. I I don't get it. I I mean I I I guess I'm obviously going to be biased. Like I think everyone's biased to the system that they start in you know right. like there's, yeah. there's gonna be millions of uh 5e players that are gonna be like what's the sixth edition that might be coming out you know uh. and, and hesitant about that but um i i loved it i thought it was super rad i i still like i'm very very fond of fourth edition i, I think i understand i understand some of like the pe- people's complaints about it but i I think if you understand like what they were trying to do with fourth edition and what like some of the intent was, then it it makes a little bit more sense and and is more understandable. But 
I, I don't know if people... I mean, I, I'm a little bit of a nerd, obviously, I guess, since I play a lot of D&D, I, but, uh, okay. I, <laughs> but I, I watch shows uh, for, for people like I, us. Yeah. I, I really like, uh, especially with fourth edition, because it is so kind of hated. I really liked uh, learning about why, um, why now, people I, didn't like certain things. From what I heard, the main reason was the combat, right? I, I, I guess so. The combat I mean, is what slowed it up a lot. I don't know if it slowed it up. I mean, I, I don't, I don't feel like it was any longer than. I mean, maybe it was a little bit longer than in fifth edition, but that's because fifth edition is so much different than fourth or even third. Right. With right. like advantage versus disadvantage is like such a clean, sleek system versus like I'm going to give these buffs and these debuffs and there's all these plus fours and minus twos and all this different math that you have to do for each attack. Yeah, that's. Um, I got to be honest. If 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 I started playing any of those systems, I'm gonna have been like, "This is too much math." Um, it, it was. It got brutal. Uh, yeah. So I I get it. <laughs> and like, I guess if you're if you have a high level of thinking, like, and you can you can troubleshoot like that, like, good for you. And that yeah. I guess for people like that, it works and it's fun for them to be like to really mm-hmm. lay into that heavy math. But like, I don't know. Like my. My wife works in like finance and 401ks and she was trying to explain to me, <laughs> yeah. like we went on a walk earlier today and we went around the block, we went like four or five blocks and she was trying to explain to me and I just, my eyes just glazed over and she's like, do you understand? <laughs> I was like, no. no. <laughs> and she's like, I'm just so like, you know, that's why the, the simple math of, of fifth edition I, I like. So, so then, so you said you started playing back in 2008? Yeah, 2008 or 2009, I All think. Right, so you're pushing. That's when I started. Was that 12, 13 years? Yeah, something like, something that? like wow. that, which it's is a little wild. That, right? <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, a little yeah. weird. I was in, uh, yeah, um, but... I was, you know. Um, so did you uh, did you start off? Were you a player, or did you cover to cover and then start I, DMing, or what was uh, your your plan? Fortunately, I didn't jump in straight into DMing. I uh, there's so many people I know that have done that, and it's Crazy just wild people. to me. Animals, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I just I had a buddy that. Um, that I, I knew like at work and he said, Hey, I've, I've got some friends that I'm playing Dungeons and Dragons with. Uh, would you like to, to join? There's a new, newer edition of the game that came out and we, we want to try it out. And uh, the only like experience I had had with D and D up until then was um, my mom, like my entire life growing up made, she would make me promise on a regular basis that I would never play D and D really like, Oh yeah, she was totally one of those people like in the eighties that was just like D and D is evil and people are like worshiping the devil and like all that you know, all that wild stuff. Oh Chaz, from, from Chaz, my, my my boy, my confidant. This is the sto- this is what I've been I've been wanting to hear someone. You're the first one. I if you listen to past episodes, I'm like, Did anyone ever think you were a Satanist? And they're like, No. It's like, damn it. All right. So so mom's like She's like that mom from uh, the mom from Waterboy. Like D and D is the devil. <laughs> yes, dude. Absolutely. All right. All right. Uh, Do tell. Was... Tell me. So, <laughs> so you grew up, and your mom's telling you this. Yeah. How'd you go about it then? Like my my dad would always be like pulling me aside and be like, "Hey, I played D and D like back in the seventies, and it was super cool." I oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Did your so mom know? I, I I don't think so. I don't think she had any idea. That's that, amazing. That, uh, and and he would he would just be like, he's like, I know that you told your mom we would never play, and that's fine. He's like, but it is pretty fun. That's <laughs> and, hilarious. Uh, and so I I had this like weird thing where I was like, I was an adult. I was living on my own, like fending for myself. But I was also just like, I've spent my whole life promising my mom I would never do this. Oh my <laughs> so, gosh, like, what, what that's do I amazing. Do? Uh, and so, you know, I finally like mustered up the courage, um, to tell my mom, which sounds insane. Cause he's like, mom, I'm playing a board game. I'm playing a tabletop RPG, <laughs> but it was like this huge deal. And, and she was, uh, you know, kind of upset at first. And then I started talking to her about the game and how it works and like what the intent is. Um, and, and by that time, you know, I think a lot, you know, obviously a lot of that, like, crazy yeah faded into hysteria had had, had really had faded away and that's and and that's when my dad was just like yeah you know i played when i was a kid too and it was really fun and there was nothing you know there's nothing nefarious about this game oh my god it's literally just a a pencil and paper game where you roll dice and and so it was like this weird like 
heart-to-heart crucial conversation (laughs) about about playing dungeons and dragons that's amazing like oh man i wish i could have seen like the look on your mom's face when your dad (laughs) dropped that ball like it was i don't know i feel like you'd be like you might as well he might as well have been like you've been cheating on me this whole time or like like, like, just shock like it reminds me like the story of like so um just a you know my my grandmother would always say like her back when she was young her mother always told her, don't ever go to a bowling alley because bad people hang out at bowling alleys. That's where the men oh, drink and smoke, really? and smoke cigarettes. And oh, yeah. my grandmother, when she like retired in her 60s, started bowling. And my great-grandmother, who was like 95, she never told her that she ever stepped foot in a bowling alley. It's just like, it's so silly how like now that was like the bad thing. So it just always... But that's that's amazing. All right, so uh, did you ever get your mom to play D and D? No, I never got her to play. I, I I don't think she would enjoy it at all. Like she's not much of a game player, right? Uh, but I I did. Uh, my my dad's played with this a couple of times, and nice. uh, and he just loves it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he thinks it's so much fun. There was one time where like my friends and I were like writing, and this was like. You know, even in because my my dad, I guess, went through that era. But like we were like we were like writing a comic book and we drew a comic book. And my dad found it and I thought he was upset because we had like some kind of sexual jokes in it. And then yeah. he brought something up and he like he made like some sort of one very small comment about it being like dark. And it didn't mm-hmm. I didn't realize until many years later. and was like, oh, did he think I was like getting into like satanism or something like because like that was also the stigma was like comic books and like D &D and stuff and like so it was like that one weird moment um but like to any people who who had those parents like i wish like the the counter argument is be like look mom nine times out of ten you're trying to kill the devil (laughs) and that's that's the facts like you could be a cleric and using the power of your holy god to vanquish demons right. and devils. And then they'd be like, wow, this is a great game. <laughs> yeah, what, what great morals this game has. <laughs> yeah, don't tell them about the chaotic evil character you can play. But, yeah, like, well, you, know, you know, if you're going to spin it in the right, right way, there's ways to do that. Um, nice. So yeah. what was your first, uh, what was your first character? So, oh, wait, hold on, real quick. Did you hide your dice? Like, did you keep your dice in your, like, underneath your underwear in your drawer to like prevent your mom finding it like it was like condoms or something i mean if if i was living at home i at the time oh that's like, right, right i would have been like hiding this stuff yeah that's, that's hilarious I, honestly I, if i was still living with my parents i don't think i would have done it You're i would have been scared. so scared dude i would have been out of house <laughs> that's amazing all right cool um what was uh yeah so like so what was your what was your first character when you started when you started playing so uh, i played um I played a human barbarian. Nice. Uh named named Henrik. And Henrik. Okay. um he was just like your super stereotypical dumb, strong dumb barbarian. Barbarian. Yeah. So like I, I joined in, in the middle of uh in the middle of this campaign that my buddy was running and, and we only played for probably like six or eight months, I think. And uh I, I joined in, like, I just kind of ran into this encounter that they were in the middle of, and I I popped off, like, my daily power to, like, kill whoever they were fighting, and I crit and just, like, crushed this guy. Nice. <laughs> just squished him with, with my maul, and uh, and made these guys think I was just, like, super badass. <laughs> nice. Super awesome. Um, so it was a pretty, like, incredible introduction into the game, and it made me feel pretty rad, and I... I, I um, I think that moment like solidified for me. I was like, "This is so cool." Yeah, and you definitely. I gonna, like, I'm going to be playing this for a long time. <laughs> you need that like positive experience. Um, my one of my buddies who like hadn't played, we like convinced him to play, and my one friend for my birthday did like did like a, a meat grinder dungeon, and it was so mm-hmm. difficult. And my friend just who was playing the first time like got so messed up, and he was like, "I don't know about this game, man." And then like I ran another <laughs> game for him. With his and he was playing a human barbarian and I like, you know, I just threw some goblins at him to like yeah. chop some heads off and stuff. And then he was like, he was like, oh, okay, this is hilarious. I love playing a barbarian. I'm like, yeah, but like, you definitely, it's important to have that positive um, experience as far as that goes. Absolutely, it, it really solidifies the game for you and like what it what it can be. Like when you when that light bulb I think kind of goes off yeah. for a new player to be like, oh my god, like I can, I can do 
anything. Or like I can I can try try anything. anything. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And and that's like it's like a really cool realization, but also a really terrifying realization of like there's a lot of pressure to be like, okay, it's on you, man. Like, what do you want to do? The DM gets to lean back and be like, I've prepped all of this stuff, and now, hey, what do you want to do? Uh, and yeah. it's, it's I think, awesome uh, and exciting and terrifying at the same time. And I love, I know it's so stereotypical, but I think everyone once in their life needs to play the dumb barbarian. I think that's just like... Oh, dude. It's it's so it's just my like jam. the... I don't know. My One of my past guests that I play, had play on, it was like, I was a bard, and I was like, someone had like a weird mask on, but they died. And I was like... Or they had a like a like a skull head on top of their head, and I said, "Can you take that head off?" And he just said, "Sure." And he just chops the guy's head <laughs> off, and I was like, "That's exactly what you should have done." I'm so happy like that you do that. Um, exactly. Yeah, dumb cat. All of my characters that I've made either are intelligence based or have no intelligence. It's like one. Of, I don't know why. It's like the stat I always yeah. dump. Um, well, yeah, I mean, int is like statistically the most dumped stat, right? Is like, I like dumping that or get, charisma. Get out of here. That or charisma. Yeah. Charisma is really fun one to dump. What do you usually mm-hmm. dump if you're going to dump something? It, it's uh, it, it's usually either intelligence or charisma. Yeah, Those are my yeah. two, my my two least favorite. Yeah. Um, charisma, I think, I think like having really good charisma is fun for some people, but the the like the cool stuff that comes out of being really shitty at charisma is like yeah absolutely so fun and super cool and way more interesting i think sometimes we so. did one my i had a, a a wizard with like a negative three charisma and our our fighter got possessed and we were fighting him and his because he was possessed his charisma was so high from the thing possessing him so we were fighting in front of the barbarian and he's like i'm He's like, he's possessed. And I convinced him, kind of, but I was like, tried to persuade the barbarian that I wasn't possessed, but I rolled so low that the barbarian just (laughs) knocked us both out and tied us both up. And I was like, God damn it. Like, but it's hilarious because I was like, I rolled like a, you know, I rolled like a five and I was like, so I rolled a two. And like, he's like, I knock you both out. And I was like, yeah, it's like, it's so funny like that. Yeah. It's like way more interesting. And it's, it's, what's good is like, it's also way more fun to try stuff when you dump charisma like you dump intelligence yeah. like you're just not gonna find out anything like yeah like <laughs> you're, just, you're gonna roll and you're like you see nothing you, you don't find anything or you, you don't understand mm-hmm. like okay but like the charisma is like has a very specific direct <laughs> result of what will happen yeah yeah <laughs> exactly um, oh, yeah. um and then uh so when did you um how long did you play before you started do you dm now I do, I do, cool. yeah. It's, it's a, a recent venture for me. All right. So I, so I played, played, I played for a long time, the time then. Yeah, yeah. So I played in that that first campaign, and I played in a few more over the over like a handful of years. And I stopped playing for a couple of years because I just didn't have anybody to to play with. And um, I thought maybe I was just like, I really want to keep doing this hobby, but I don't know how to even begin. And so it was like 2014, 2015, I, I took a trip uh, to, to pick up like a package, like a big freight package in a, in a town a couple hours away. Mm-hmm. And a buddy of mine went with me and uh, he's a super creative, like he's a writer, um, has, has like interned with like Marvel comics and all kinds of stuff. And so he's a super, super smart guy. And uh, I started telling him about D and D and how fun it was and, and what what the game could be and and he just got like super excited. Went home, bought all the like the fourth edition books, and created this whole world and story. And we started playing. Uh, and he became the DM. Wow. Uh, he was one of those one so of those people, of those, right? That's just, just like, like I'm jumping this, straight in. And this. he and he loves DMing. He's he's played a, a couple of times you know, in recent years, and yeah. he's just like, he's like, yeah, it's not my thing. He's like, I want to, he loves building worlds, and, and his oh. worlds are just incredible, like super immersive and complex and uh, way beyond anything, uh, <laughs> anything Listen, that I, good, good that I come up with. Um, yeah. But so we started playing, and, and that was like a four and a half, five year campaign. Whoa, that, that's, that we played. that's, how often did you play? It, uh, we played almost every week. Almost every week. Wow. Yeah. So, and that was it, all him, just completely homebrewed. Oh yeah, dude. It wow. was It was crazy. So I, I 
brought back my my original character, the one that I first started playing, because oh, I nice. loved him so much. So I brought Henrik back, uh, gave him a last name, so he was Henrik Thorndendahl, and uh, made him a Goliath this time instead of a, right. a human. Just like total min-max, like right, you know, yeah, the perfect okay. barbarian, right? Um, and And he just created this massive world and story for us to play in and um he he made these uh these artifact weapons for us that would like level up with us and they would have like challenges or it was like i had challenges where i had like defeat an enemy warlord in single combat and then i had like a prerequisite level and if i met those prerequisites then like my weapon would level up and would become more powerful that's very like that's very like video game inspired heavy like yeah. you know when your weapons like level up like yeah yeah that's really cool and, and they were all customized to like our preferred play styles oh and so mine gosh. was all just like you're gonna get stronger and nobody can knock you prone and you can force somebody oh to fight only you my it brain was, hurts it was nuts <laughs> my brain hurts just thinking crazy. about all that yeah so we had them for each of us and uh and then I, so we played for a couple of years and, and I went to him and I was like, dude, I, I'm kind of tired of being dumb <laughs> because we don't have, we don't, we didn't have anybody that was really fulfilling the role of kind of being the leader of the group. Right. And, and I was like, I can't be the dumb guy that's the leader of the group. Um, and so like it, narratively in the universe, he came up with a way for me to slowly start getting smarter. Oh, and okay. like made That's it part good. of the story, and and so my character got smarter, and then kind of became the 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 leader of of the group that, that okay. we were, were read were some part books. of. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah, it was it was just it was super cool, man. It, we we played for like I said about four and a half, almost five years. Went from level zero or level one to level twenty, and nice. in, in that time frame, we started in fourth edition, and then I think after like a year. Hopped over to fifth edition. Okay, so you and then, you and then continued from there. Yeah, which was right. a crazy transition <laughs> to make. It must uh, have been from like go- going from yeah all the powers and, uh, and and like the mechanics in fourth edition are like super gamist, uh, which I think what people some of the things people don't like right like they refer to uh, they uh, talk about squares and spaces versus like five feet, ten feet. It's just like you can move five squares, ten squares. Right. Um and and stuff like that. And so it was super weird to transition to uh, a more narrative uh type of vocabulary of like you run 10 feet or you can right. jump 5 feet. Well, it also so. so the one thing I can say is like, well, obviously when 4th edition was made, no one saw COVID-19 happening. But like <laughs> yeah. if that happened, like part of the reason why I mean, I play I I was born in the virtual world of D&D, like pretty much. Yeah. And like so because like it would be so much more difficult to be like there are 10 squares in front of you like what the hell does that mean what do you mean there are 10 squares in front of me so it's easier now (laughs) and it does make sense because Mm -hmm. you don't need and some people even playing in person don't only bring out the maps for like very specific scenarios but it's way Mm -hmm. easier to be like they're 60 feet away okay i can move 30 feet i can move halfway or i can use my action and go all the way up and it just kind of it definitely like you said, more of a narrative, like it's easier to describe the situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's because um, fourth cause edition was supposed to come out with like a digital tabletop. Like they were trying to get ahead of the digital world and people playing online. And so it was supposed to be like a, a licensed Wizards of the Coast, Dungeons and Dragons virtual tabletop, kind of like Roll20 or, or okay. uh, any of those, those uh, virtual tabletops. And something happened... Uh, within the development team and i think money i'm sure money was involved right and they totally cut that and so it was like you right. got half of the game that was supposed to come out that was like really gamist because it was supposed to come out with this virtual tabletop and i think like i said i think that's part of what made people really dislike it um and and because there's that missing piece like it's right. missing part of the game yeah unfortunately yeah. but the, the powers were rad like as a barbarian we, we switched over at like level six right um and like I was like a superhero already at level six. <laughs> I, I my my athletics was like a plus fifteen. Oh my god! At level six, and <laughs> and you had like daily powers where you're. I was rolling like six d six on some of my daily powers and just just wild stuff. That's awesome. Um, 
beat because, and I feel like I'm talking about mechanics a lot because I, I think they're fun. But no, I, no, I really ed- like the mechanics. Like, like fourth fourth edition tried really hard to address the issue of um, what is it like linear fighters and quadratic wizards? Is that I think that's that's how they refer to that. Where like okay. like spellcasters just get so powerful right uh, later in the game. And fighters and melee characters, right, have have kind of a disadvantage when when you you go later game. And there's some math and statistics that you can say where like a fighter is going to hit more often than a spell. But either way, um, when when your only move is to swing your sword and uh, right. or or swing your axe, that's it, it can get kind of boring for people. And so um, I think that's something that fourth edition probably did the most successfully out of any edition is like everybody's got powers. Right. And everybody has uh, different sets of these powers. So everyone has some daily powers, some encounter powers, and then some at-will powers. And then dailies are done. You can do them once a day. Encounter powers can be done you know, once per encounter. And then right. at-will can be done as, as much as you want. Um, I feel like there's a so little that, that bit level, of that. The, that leveled the playing field yeah. uh, kind of across the board for everybody. I feel like there's a little bit of that in 5th edition. And, um, uh, yeah, they took and the good bits. I don't know. Bits, I, I, mean, I mean, it probably doesn't compare, but, like, if you look closely, there are ways to build a character that's very broken. In, in oh, for sure. I've, I've realized things, and I'm like, oh, my God, light bulb, and then built a character and brought it. We do a lot of, like, short, like, on my group, we just play every Monday as people drop in and out. So, like, mm-hmm. I really haven't played that high levels. But, like, like I've come in with characters that were, like, really stupid builds. We're just like, this is oh, not yeah. – you're supposed – like, I'm talking, you know, dealing <laughs> 10d6 at level 5, like, level 6 or whatever. Like, you know, just mm-hmm. doing cool stuff. And it's there, and it may not be, like, written for you, but there are ways. Um, yeah, but I, I am think interested it takes, in, takes like, some of that work, right? I am so. interested, like, my – a lot of – people i know play like pathfinder have you ever played other systems other than D um i've i've read uh some pathfinder um i've played uh, another system with 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 matt hogan uh like a chronicles of darkness uh, is is the system and it's uh, only cool. d10s and uh i think if you roll over um you, you roll your d10 and i think if you roll over like a seven or an eight it's considered a success, and depending on how good you are at something, uh, dictates how many d10s you have. So it's like how many chances you have to succeed. Oh, okay. Um, and so it's really interesting uh, system, but it's like it's hyper re- realistic. Um, so like you can, uh, there's like skills to, to drive, and you can screw up at driving. And Got, so um, there's you're a person. <laughs> yeah, you're just like a regular dude. <laughs> yeah. It's an interesting concept. Uh, I yeah. I'm definitely interested, like in playing some systems like that. I think I like playing. The, I'm already a human. I can already mess up, so I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it's cool to be able to be something that I'm not. But uh, I definitely respect it a lot. Yeah, they're, they're fun. Um, they're really fun one shots. Uh, like every once in a while, I think they're, yeah. they're super fun because it's also like some horror aspects and and stuff like that. Which is yeah, like Call time. of Cthulhu kind of stuff. Um, yeah, and yeah. and horror, I feel like works way better when you're not like a superhero you're like i'm not scared of this this mind flare like i'm just gonna chop it in half with my giant sword (laughs) i mean sometimes it is depending on like if you do it like with like i mean a year ago we did a halloween one shot and my friend and i picked like a regular we were both like ex-soldiers i was like a barbarian and he was a fighter and we went into a haunted house with two clerics so the clerics were like we it was like ghosts and zombies and zombie beholders and just so the clerics were like, oh, we know what to do. And the bar- the fighter and my barbarian were like, what the hell is going on right now? We were like, this is awful. <laughs> we, were like, cr- we were like just completely – and also like we didn't even have like magical weapons. So we were doing like next yeah. to no damage. We were like, this is awful. What's going on? And I was just getting – I was getting obliterated left and right. Like walked in the first room, first encounter, short rest. Second encounter, short rest, and I was like, we were just depleted. But the clerics were like, "What's wrong with you, cowards?" <laughs> so like, you don't have holy know, magic, yeah. but dude. horror is fun. Like, I, it is. I do enjoy the the horror aspect. Um, uh, we yeah, I like themed ones. Themed ones are always fun. Yeah. Um. So what are you uh what are you playing now? What what are you um are you DMing right now? Or are you playing in a yeah. game? 
Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I I DM right now, and then I do a couple of one shots every once in a while with with Matt with that uh, um, the Chronicles of Darkness system. But but yeah, nice. I started started DMing like six months ago, eight months ago, I think. All right. Um, you know, I I um, have for years talked to, like talked to my wife about playing because I've I've wanted her to get involved, and uh, it was tough when our kids were were younger and they um, were a lot harder to, to take care of. Um, and so now that, uh, it's easier to get, you know, grandma or grandpa to come over and watch the kids, uh, she was finally like, Hey, let's, let's start. Give it a shot. And, uh, nice. yeah. And so I, I bought, uh, bought monster manual. I bought the dungeon master's guide and, uh, of course, you know, read, read the dungeon master's guide cover to cover, um, <laughs> and watched tons of videos. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a YouTube series that, uh, Matthew Colville has, it's like 130 videos. Uh, it's like it's called it's called running the game series, and nice. I've watched I've watched that like twice, trying right. to uh, <laughs> to to not suck at at this at this job. Listen, of, of running a game, and I mean I I understand. Like I I'm with you. I watching like listening to you know campaigns and like people play. I, it really like it made me learn, and that's like that's how I always mm-hmm. learn. But like it really. I think that definitely is a very useful tool that people didn't have when these games were first. Like you yeah. had to read it. You had to. There was no <laughs> yeah, other absolutely. option. Yeah. There well, was no Google. You know, now, you know, most you, you can build a character and not buy a single book if you can just go. Oh yeah. There's so many There's resources. Like un- yeah. It's almost unlimited. It's, it's like yeah. overwhelming. There's so much out there now. And... Um, nice. Uh, so yeah, are you it's, doing it's like, um, are you doing like a homebrew or are you running a module? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I went homebrew, uh, which cool. which was uh, kind of silly <laughs> to do at first. I mean, I, I it's it's fun. I've had a, a ton of fun doing it, um, but it's a it's a a lot to to bite off uh, as a as a new a new DM. But it's it's been super fun uh, getting getting to run my my homebrew, and I've got my wife and a couple of really good friends and some some of the guys that that played in that previous you know that, that five year campaign. Uh, have have jumped in to, to play and it's it's been super fun um i what's like I, the, what's the the theme the main obviously you don't want to give away too much because if you're you know the players listen to this but like what's yeah. your what's your world like uh so it's um it takes place like a thousand years after this this massive war um and the the gods are actually um kind of like cut off from the world and so they're they're behind like this barrier where they, they still have like power and influence, but uh, they can't actually like walk the earth anymore. Mm. And so they cut off like powerful beings from being able to uh, basically you know plane shift between their home worlds and and the material plane. Um, and so it's a thousand years after this war where Orcus somehow figured out how to get like across that barrier. And there was a big war, and uh, this magical power called the Light was awoken and, and destroyed him and destroyed his armies. And now it's a thousand years later, and uh, it seems like that that's happening again. That uh, evil is kind of reawakening, and, and that there are people trying to um, you know, bring Orcus or some other powerful entity uh, kind of through that veil. And so the my players are... Uh, kind of working through the world, collecting these these artifacts. So I, I totally stole the like the artifact weapons that level up with you thing from from my buddy. And so uh, each uh, each of them has their own their own artifact that levels up with them as they accomplish different things and uh, gives them cool powers that, that kind of align with the way they like to play uh, play their characters. And uh, I I, try, I steal everything I possibly can. It's uh, I mean, it's that's... the way it's totally the way to do it like... yeah i mean there's every idea is kind of hashed and rehashed and there's mm-hmm. you know there's no shame in it you're not publishing it you're not stealing someone's ideas and yeah. you know, making money off of it you're using it for for your small group and that's that's kind of what the game's about i think there's so many great ideas that that uh people can share i think that's the whole part oh purpose, yeah so. tiktok tiktok has been like the best that's crazy yeah for, i post for the clips on tiktok I, they they get a few listen you know watches but like i i watch a lot of the the D tiktoks are very very um thorough yeah oh dude yeah, yeah. I, I i have like 
uh, save as many videos as I can that like I like, and I put them in a special folder in my phone, <laughs> so I I can go back and rewatch and like write down the cool ideas and stuff, and then I just implement them in in my game. And it's it's super fun. Um, you know, I watch movies, and if there's a cool thing that happens in a movie, I'm like, I'm gonna steal that. I'm gonna figure out a way to put that in the game, and it's it's super fun. I, I think um, you know that's what I loved about about that video series. Uh, that Matthew Colville does because he he's been playing since like the seventies, late seventies, yeah. early eighties, and um, he talks about like his transition from like trying to play so tight to the rules and follow every single rule, and uh, like in third edition three point five, which was like a super robust system, right. but was really cumbersome. There's like there was a rule for everything. Right. Um and and his transition to just being like just do whatever you want. Like if everyone's having fun, who cares? Like steal everything. Yeah. Make it fun. Like who cares? Like whatever you're doing behind your DM screen, your job is to make it fun. Yeah. Um, no, I think that that's super important. No one wants like a like no like yeah. I'm sure there's there's some situations where like that's crazy. You can't or you know, you can try <laughs> but whatever like you can try yeah. is I guess that's where it comes into play. Um, and obviously if you're like, this is impossible, it's a 30 DC or whatever, but, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, that's, that's awesome though. I, I think that, um, like I said, I actually, I'm going to have to check out some of those videos, uh, not to, uh, I'm going to steal that from you, I guess. Um, Do it. <laughs> Uh, so as, uh, as customary, um, uh, you had to be there, uh, content. I want to hear, um, what are your favorite your where like where were your favorite stories? I mean, I know so you talked about Henrik a lot. Um, yes, yes. But I want to either in your I mean time your short time DMing or your very very long time playing. What was uh, <laughs> what are some um, some you had to be there moments? So uh, playing, I think two of my my favorite favorite stories are uh, fairly early on in the game. Um, when we were just like being dumb, doing silly stuff, like we hadn't really set into the story or anything like that. Uh, we were kind of like in the, the prologue almost, right? Like we met in, in as a group, we were going to be, we were being paid to go kill some orcs that were in this fort. And, uh, and so on our way to the fort, um, we, uh, we got attacked by some orcs. We killed all of them, but one. And we kept him alive and tied him up so we could get intel on the fort to, to learn about it. And so his name his name was Ugg. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and so uh, we, we get to the fort. He gives us all the intel that we need. And so my character, Henrik, was uh, chaotic good. Uh, and being that he was kind of dumb, he, he would do bad things because he thought it was was good and so like if you were bad if he thought you were a bad guy he didn't care about you he didn't care what happened to you he was going to smash you and kill you and and felt zero remorse for it okay um and so we got all the information that we need out of this guy and i was like okay like henrik just smashes his skull (laughs) and and i didn't know that the dm had thought like we would have this guy with us for a while and had like given him stats and like beefed him up a little bit so i thought i was just gonna kill him in one hit right so i hit him (laughs) and he just starts screaming and uh (laughs) i have to like keep hitting this guy to bash his head in he finally dies the whole fort is like alerted to our presence um and and so my guy, they, they all run off and start fighting. And I'm like, part of the reason I wanted to kill this guy was because his name was Ugg. And I wanted to skin his feet and make boots. So I had <laughs> Ugg boots. Uh, so <laughs> I thought that was a, a funny joke to have Ugg boots. His name was Ugg. And uh, so I, yeah, I skin his feet and we, we, we fight everybody in the fort and kill them all. And then the, you know, the big hook for the big bad guy was inside the fort. Um, and, and the bad guy gets away and that's who we start chasing. And that's how we started the whole, the whole big plot and story. But uh, that's how we got our fort. Cause we were like, Hey, if we killed everybody, can we have this? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the like, best part oh, of taking crap. down like a castle. You're like, <laughs> yeah. this is a nice castle. Like, he was, no one was uh, living here before this. Oh, yeah, he was really caught off guard. So he's like, I, 
I guess so. So we had our fort, called it Fort Kickass. Nice. Um, and and what he ended up doing is, um, the boots when when I would wear them, they they were magic, and they I had Wait, like the a nice yeah. He made they, <laughs> he made a magic. So I made them into boots, and they became a magic item, and they would make me. Um, I had like super bad charisma rolls because of it, but I could substitute strength for intimidation rolls. Um, but I also, uh, always like really faintly in the back of my head could always hear the screams of Ugg as I was Oh God. (laughs) And, and so he, he played the, like the long game with Ugg too, where he, um, he turned him into a revenant. Oh no. And... And he kept coming after us. So we, we would fight him and kill him. And then it would be, you know, six months later in real time. And he would pop back up again in a new body. Um, and I mean, until my feedback, a, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, like, he hated me, right? Because I had unjustly murdered him because um, well, you know, there was no honor in it, right? And so um, eventually after, like, the third time of fighting him and he was just would always wreck us so super hard. We barely right. beat him every time. Um, he had inhabited the body of like a warlord and had this huge army um, that was invading a city. And in that city was something we needed. And so we fought in the opposing army to, to fight against them. And, and I, I was the only one that could see Ugg inside the body of this person. Right? I was oh, the only okay. One so see you were the only one that can identify... Like, that's yeah. not this person, that's Ugg. Yeah, exactly. And so um, I had, like, the the coolest and greatest moments of my D&D career was the interaction with Ugg um, trying to end, you know, the Revenant. Because the only, the only way you can, fi- like, I think, finish a Revenant is to, they have to, they either have to finish their task within a year or they're gone. I think you can try and banish them, but otherwise, I think only a wish spell can like end a revenant, which we were nowhere near right, high enough yeah, level high, to, high to do level. a wish spell. Um, and so I was like, you know, I think, I think Henrik has learned, like after seeing how much pain he caused Ugg, that like he did something wrong, um, and like the character had kind of grown from there. And um, had some more hesitations about killing bad guys and stuff up until then. And so I had, you know, Henrik just walked up and, like, laid his weapon down and, like, apologized and said, I'm sorry. Like, if you need to kill me, you can't. And was just like, I was ready to let Henrik die um, because I was uh, trying to save everybody from being attacked by this revenant. And so uh, he starts just, like, whacking me with his sword and just like pummeling uh you know my, my my character and he just keeps apologizing and saying i'm so sorry i'm so sorry and i kept doing these charisma checks which his charisma was terrible. right okay so this is it this um, is the charisma and and so i i thought like well henrik's gonna die here and i finally roll like a really good roll um and um and so the revenant uh you know he ends up he he drops his weapon and um, you know, basically asks like, "Do you really mean this?" And so then Henrik gets up and like gives the Revenant a big hug, and mm-hmm. you know, and and starts crying and says, "I'm so sorry," and uh, Ugg's body just like melts away and he's gone, um, and the curse on my boots was lifted, and like I, uh, the powers of the boots changed from like the curse of Ugg to the blessing of Ugg, and I had like he he made so me you more got lucky to keep the and, boots. Yeah, and he, he gave me healing and stuff and, and uh like basically became like a part of um of of my character Henrik and it was just like uh, one of those story. like super like genuine emotional moments that like I never would have thought that would happen to me like in, in a tabletop game because we're always just like goofy and doing silly stuff. Yeah. Um but it was just like it was so cool. Like I like I was crying at the table because I was so emotionally invested in, in this, this situation. Um, and, and again, it was just one of those moments where I was like, I, I can never stop playing this game <laughs> because I, I could, I could never have an, a, a response like this playing 
any other kind of game. It's the best game that was ever. It's the best game. It, it really yeah. is. I I I totally can't. I like I I I thirst for those moments, like those kind yeah. of real like those real moments, like when you feel and your heart, and then like you. Most people that play this game aren't actors, but then there are these moments yeah. where we feel like an actor. Like that's yeah. a, that's what a real actor does, and like that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. And like you just you kind of yeah, yeah. you you really yeah you have that connection with the the characters, and it's something like it takes a while to really understand that you can do that, unless you're like some people can because like if you were an actor or you know are good at stuff like that, mm-hmm. but like it definitely like. When something happens like that and you feel it in your character, it it really does hit home and you're like, Oh, this is like this is what this game's all about and like I even said, you know, and when I started playing, I was like, Skip all this storyline stuff, I just wanna kill things and now mm-hmm. I'm like you know, well, alright, skip all this fighting, I gotta talk to that cute goblin <laughs> over there and like you know, it's like it just your your mentality sometimes can change based on the character too, but yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I really I'm really love that story. That it was, was beautiful. It was rad. Yeah, um, thank you. It was fun. I w- I would like we're kind of getting a little towards the end, but I kind of wouldn't mm-hmm. mind just one if you have one more quick story, I would love to hear one more story because of all your experience. Yeah, yeah. So, so this happened uh, as 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 a DM. I uh it was something I I stole from from TikTok. <laughs> and I I I wanted to kind of end My ca- um, just just with the TikTok thing. My DM has taken like characters that people have made from TikTok and oh, yeah. like, apothecaries and put them in. I don't know if you're familiar <laughs> with any of those. Yes. Like you know Rosie's yes. apothecary? Have you ever seen that yeah. TikTok? Yeah. yeah. So my half orc bard, she put Rosie's character in the game and I wasn't on TikTok. <laughs> And my half orc bard hit on her, realized how dangerous she was, because she's like the the big secret is like she's like a necromancer. Yes. And I broke up with her, and now she's chasing us. And I I bought a <laughs> necklace of non detection to hide from this character that some person on TikTok that is way more known than me knows. But anyway, that's yeah. my quick like hilarious TikTok story that that's I'm running awesome. from this character this girl made up on TikTok. She's trying to kill me. Um. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh. So, yes. what, what was your idea that you saw from so? So, uh, it was. I wanted like a really cool, dramatic way to end what I considered kind of the the end of the, the first chapter of of our story. All right. Cool. Um. So my my players uh had to go fight. They're, they're trying to f- uh uh free this kingdom, the, the golden kingdom, from their the the, the leader and the, the he wasn't the king. He was like the steward of of the the kingdom. And um, they fight their way through the, the, the castle, and they finally make it to the big bad guy. Um, and they, they beat him, but when they beat him, he's like a human. Um, uh, this, all the skin falls away, and out pops like this big horned devil. And he retreats through a rift. Uh, and so they, they follow him through this rift to his throne world, um, which is like... Uh, adjacent to hell. So it's not actual hell, but it's kind of like a, an aspect of it. And they fight him, and they beat him. It's like this super epic battle. Everybody, almost everybody went down at least one time <laughs> in, in the fight and was able to get back up with healing and stuff. And um, it was it was super fun and super epic. And, and so everyone uh, barely makes it out of the throne world because it starts to collapse after they kill the, the, the devil. And when they get out, they they look out over um, uh, over the, the landscape that you can see there at the very top of of this this castle, the, the the highest tower in the castle, and they can see this this town called Midstar, that's you know like twenty five miles away or something. Um, and there are these huge storm clouds brewing over, and um, uh, like a hologram of of the big bad guy appears and. And he's like, you know, good job defeating, uh, you know, one of my generals. And he's like, while you were doing that, like I was preparing something else. And he raises up his hand and then a meteor storm rains down on Midstar and just destroys it. Oh. And like, that's where that's where the campaign started. And there's a bunch of people they knew there. One guy, like his parents live there. And I just like decimated the whole town. Oh. And, and they, they had to watch, you know, as, as, as that happened. Um, and... It was just like, it was one of those moments for me that 
I was just like, I, I hope this goes off how I, <laughs> how I imagine, you know, in, in my head. And, and it was just like flawless for me, like the reaction, like the gasps from everybody and, uh, and, and the realization, I think for some of our new players that like, Oh my God, like, Stuff can get pretty real. You need to beat <laughs> that at game. one point in time. You see what that <laughs> yeah. psycho did? Yeah, yeah you're yeah, we gonna. Gotta, we gotta. That's fight like this guy. That's like such a like, like, put your you know just like slapped it down on the table. Kind of like, you want to play this game? This is gonna be <laughs> a story. This is gonna be a journey. Like you just let them know, like right out the gate, like we're doing this. You want to play this yeah. game? Like. That's that's like such a like balls to the wall way to start a campaign, and I love it because <laughs> yeah. it's just like it sets so much like such a huge expectation instead of like you're like oh my gosh that's it's like you put the is that like kind of like almost the end boss like right up in the beginning kind of yeah for yeah the most so part. They, they they knew that they were gonna have to fight this guy but they didn't know like how powerful he was or anything like that but Ugh. the you know the saving the golden kingdom was the more pressing thing right now and so um i i was like i want them to really see like this is how powerful you have to get <laughs> that's <laughs> beautiful beat this wow. guy you just level the whole city mission accomplished sir yeah it was uh, rad Chaz, this was a lot, a lot of fun. Uh, you're a great guest. Um, you're yeah, a great guy. You. I really appreciate the time. Let me do. Um, let me do some announcements, and then we'll get you out of here. So, um, if you, you, you know, listen. Thanks for listening to the show. Um, the music for my intro is created by Michael James McGarry. He is a really great musician. Musician. You can find him on uh, SoundCloud or Instagram on uh, at it's MJ Made. Um, and my intro, the lo- my logo, um, was created by Nicole Summers for the Reliably Chaotic podcast. And uh, if you want to be a guest on the show, if you listen to support either the live stream or wherever you get your podcasts, um, just shoot me an email at you had to be there dnd podcast at gmail dot com, and that's dnd with three letters. Chaz knew that. Chaz figured it out. <laughs> I, I uh, some people are like with the uh, with the ampersand or whatever. No, just uh, <laughs> DND. You had to be there. DND podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow me at It's Time to Sell Us Comedy for stand up comedy dates. I got a few coming up in November. And um, yeah, that should do it. Uh, thank you for listening. This has been You Had to Be There with Chaz Bolin. Bye, everyone. Bye.